CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. We are live. Morgan, are you with me? As best as it can be. Welcome to the Worst Golf Podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, we'll be here to share it with you. I'm your host, JB, and with me is Morgan. She'll spend most of her time off camera. Maybe not today. We have a lot of stuff to cover. She's going to keep me in line with all those buttons in front of her. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe to whatever outlet you're watching this or listening to it on. It helps us way more than you know. Morgan, we got a busy show. Yes, we have a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. THPers asked a lot of questions, but I want to kick this off with at the end of this show, probably a couple hours after that, we have a big contest coming up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'll get into the granddaddy that kicks off on Monday in in a couple minutes, but we have a granddaddy contest coming up where even if you're not there, you should still be able to win. Don't you agree? Absolutely. So we got a lot of ways you can win during this granddaddy, but the big contest that's going to kick off today is you're going to, it's simple. You're going to pick who's going to win THP or Callaway. History says Callaway. It does. But this team, THP, uh, thinks they're going to shock the world, and and I'm for it. I'm totally for it. So the winner is going to get a Rogue ST driver Mm -hmm. of their choice. They can have any model they want. That's pretty awesome. Um, We're fortunate to have each of the heads here. A shout out to Danny Lee at US Team Amia who supplied these. Um, But you're going to get to win whatever head you want by picking who's going to win. And then out of those winners, quote unquote winners, we'll randomly select somebody who picked right and we'll send them the driver of their choice. I like it. So I saw some people comment on the quarter zip I'm wearing. It is the hideaway quarter zip. Uh, I have a few of these that I've picked up along the way that I bought at their pro shop. But this is the granddaddy week. It is. I mean, it's not. Next week is. Yes. And because of that, we won't have a show next week. We have a lot of content coming, but... We're going to skip next week's show. Wouldn't feel right to record one with the middle of the matches going on and everything else. Yeah, I would agree. Maybe we do one on Saturday, but I doubt it. It's Mm. going to be, uh, we're going to skip a week. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to have time to do one while you're there. I see Austin Tudor in the chat. I want to shout out to him. We've been texting for a while over the last uh, couple of days, but he's going to help me out on something that's pretty cool that uh, we'll share at the proper time. Um. But we got an interesting question this week on why is it called the granddaddy and where did the granddaddy come from? And I want to touch base on that because we've shared it before, but I don't think I've ever gone into too many details. I don't think you have. We were around, (laughs) you know, and we were working with Taylor made golf years ago and a gentleman there by the name of Harry Arnett. Mm -hmm. And when Harry did, left and went to Callaway, I sent a congratulations text message. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a better fit for him. I thought there was a lot of things he could do. At the time, Callaway was making a lot of changes. Chip Brewer had come on board. And I just sent him a congratulations text message. I had nothing more, nothing of it. He responded back with glad to see it. Saw the growth you guys have done. Super proud, you know, that kind of thing. Because we had worked with him a few times. And I wouldn't be doing my job if the following week I didn't send him a proposal of sorts. Mm -hmm. And uh, that proposal included doing a small event. At the time, we were doing some THP events, nothing like we're doing now, obviously. 
but we were doing some stuff that were a lot of fun. They were kind of revolutionary in our space, you know, like it, we're not naive to think that we are changing things globally, but in our lunatic fringe kind of core golfer space, we were doing some pretty neat things. And Harry agreed and he loved it. And he said, let's hop on a call a couple of days later. And I remember my office was that little nook. Remember in the little place we were in. I don't know. Um, uh, I didn't really have an office because uh, you were handling all the prizes and shipping and financials and stuff like that. I just needed a desk. And we got on the phone and he said, I want to do something unlike what's been done. And we talked about doing things that the golf industry people got to do and bringing golfers along and making it the best thing possible. And because of that, it should be called the granddaddy of them all. Ironically enough, immediately people went to the Rose Bowl because for years that had been called that. Oh, really? Yes. What's funny is it had nothing to do with that. It came. Harry was a wrestling fan growing up in the 80s in the southeast of the United States. Okay. He's from Georgia. And they had an event in the 80s called Starcade. <laughs> okay. And Starcade was called the granddaddy of them all. Ah. Uh... It was in December or January. I don't, I don't know. I, my history is not great there. But it was called that, and it was the biggest thing there was. Starcade, the granddaddy of them all. So that's where it came from. Interesting. Why does everything always come back to wrestling? I don't know, because we watch Adam Rank a lot, I think. Yeah, but George Kittle goes back to wrestling, too. So the granddaddy of them all was the biggest event that there was for his region of wrestling. Back then, there wasn't global wrestling. It was more regional. And we went with that. Now, when we did that, I decided I wanted to do a second event and went to him for the name. And at the time, the campaign they were running around was uh, Callaway Kings of Distance. Mm -hmm. So we did an event also called The King. Yes. And that was an East Coast event. And we held it at the Omni in Orlando. Mm -hmm. And the irony being we chose that spot because I wanted the two captains. One was Harry and one was hashtag Chad. So we had a marketing person and a social media person each to be captains. And they got these enormous suites. Do you remember that? I do. And these suites were like 1600 square feet in a hotel, 2000 square feet. And uh, Scott Goral, uh, Scotty G was there as well as Jason Finley. Mm -hmm. And I had only met Jason a few times then, but we, uh, we did that. And then it kind of tied into, well, let's make these things pretty grand and the rest is history. So that's the backstory of it. I remember sitting in a meeting and we get pretty deep into the weeds here for full transparency. Um, we were talking about advertising and the way our business works is we work with these companies to create a package that works for them and works for us and things like that. We're not a not, not for profit, although it seems like it sometimes. Um, but I went into Harry's office at the time and I, I want to say Jason was there. Uh, as well. And uh, we started talking about it and they threw out something that they thought was fair. And I said, yeah, that works for me. And then they asked if they could have our old tour van, remember? Oh, yeah. And it turned out that didn't work. They couldn't take it. There was too many liability issues there. But uh, that's how it, it all started. So for those following along, it's been a wonderful ride. Jason Finley's been involved from the very beginning and making this the ultimate event. And when I say it's the ultimate event, it is. This could not happen. You couldn't buy this event. 
as a as a golfer, you could not. And most of our THP experiences are like that. But in this case, th there's there's not money out there that could make this happen. You're getting flown to to San Diego. Sure, people could buy a plane ticket, right? You're getting a a tour of Callaway headquarters. Some people have been able to do that. You know what happens. You're you're meeting the entire team, both R and D and everything else that put these products together. Meeting the marketing department, you're going to get to know them well. Uh, who bring the products to market? You're getting a sit down with Chip Brewer in the past. I, I can't say what's going to happen this coming week. Um, and there are people in their office that were like, "Whoa, you got an hour with with Chip Brewer? We can't get 30 minutes with him." And they work there, not because he doesn't have time for them, just because he doesn't have time right now at that time. This is the busiest time of the year for. Uh, just about every golf company with the releases coming up and they dedicate a week to it. And people always ask, do other companies ask to do this? Yes, every year. But there's only one that's capable of doing it the right way. And that's why it's with them every single year. Uh, not to mention it came with their, it was their idea originally. Yeah. Plus I would just like to add a, a quick shout out to Jason Finley because it is his organization skills that truly make this whole thing come together. And so I just, I need to give him props because I'm a big organization person. So I very much appreciate that. And that is a good way to, to, to give him a shout out. He loves pats on the back, doesn't he? No, he hates it. Well, um, that's about all he's getting for me since I beat him in fantasy football. That's true. Um, but he, this is the only uh, THP event that we do not plan. I mean, nope. Morgan and I, it, it is planned 100% by Callaway. Obviously, they, they've asked questions in the past of this and that, but it, it is 100% planned by them. And the amount of dedication that they put towards making it the best golf event possible is astounding. Um, and it's, it's going to be a fun time. I, I'm going to jump into some questions now, and we're going to circle back to more granddaddy talk, but I don't want to make this an entire 45-minute show about it because there are people who listen to this show or watch it that have no idea what the granddaddy is. Yep, agreed. We hope they're able to follow along. But just remember, when this show ends later on this afternoon, the contest will kick off. Um, I want to give a shout-out to a THP, and I'm not going to mention their name because I don't know if they want that. I'm not sure if they do either. But... We got a, a gift in the mail. Um, well, it was a gift in the digital mail, but it was for a specific thing. And I've, I've mentioned this thing so many that times. That was the most roundabout way of saying you got a, uh, an email it, gift card. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Let, let me go. It's <laughs> okay. been a long couple of days. Okay. I was up texting with Austin Tudor, AT at Callaway, at 3.45 his time this morning, I think. <laughs> um, but the, we got a pie cake in. We and did. it actually arrived. We have not cut open this pie cake, but no. I want to give a shout out to this THP -er. Um, This thing, first of all, it weighs like 20 pounds. Yeah, it's really heavy. Um, and we're going to cut it open when I get back from the granddaddy, but uh, we will definitely Ho have some pictures up on it. Hopefully in THP celebration. And well, we'll, we'll find out. I think, I, I think there, there's a hopeful. There's a hopeful there. Yeah. And then if um, not, you drown your sorrows in cake. Down your sorrows in cake. I like that. <laughs> Um, jumping to some THP or questions, we got one about bucket list courses and I think it's super interesting because like a lot of the people in the golf industry, when you talk about this, you get kind of spoiled. Yes. Um, I've been fortunate to go on media trips to all different places and I'll, I'll take you back. It's kind of about the granddaddy when we were planning our events and Jason Finley texts me, he's like, you're not going to believe this. We're able to get the hideaway. Mm-hmm. 
and my next question was let me run to google what the heck what the heck is the hideaway um you learn about hidden gems and if you're in california a lot of people have heard of it palm desert definitely but outside of there many people hadn't and when we first announced that people i remember ryan hawk was the captain that year and and ryan said like what what's the hideaway yeah none of us knew what it was excuse me and uh then you start looking it up and you're just like holy shit uh holy stuff um that's amazing so my bucket list courses are a little different because in a lot of ways the hideaway spoiled it for me mm-hmm. not because it's the greatest golf course in the world it, it's pretty awesome it's gorgeous not because of just its beauty but because of the service involved yes and not because we're guests visiting at an event it's the level of service from everything i you know when i think of bucket list i want beautiful conditions fun layout but for club atmosphere we want social activities we want a nice staff we want a staff that stays you know these things that aren't always common and a level of service and the hideaway does that but there's a course and this is terrible for me to say i turned down playing it a few years ago um which is part of the discovery properties it called gazer ranch and Jason Finley's not listening. Otherwise, he would laugh at me because he invited me to play it a few years back when we did an event in, at Coeur d'Alene. Um, and it's truly breathtaking. I've been to Gaza Ranch before, but I've never actually played the golf course. And it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. That would be my bucket list. Complete. Okay. Uh, uh, what's it called? Briggs Ranch was always a bucket list course i'm going to get a chance to do that one multiple times next year a lot of the dormy network courses weren't bucket list until dormy took them over but that goes back to my level of service thing right and did you you just have to turn down a pretty impressive course uh yeah i did have to turn down a pretty impressive (laughs) but i have played oakmont before so that one's a little different okay um but uh yeah, the top of my list of the bucket list is is Gaza Ranch, and I'm hopeful it'll happen one day soon. Next THP or question. I'm going to have you go first with this one. Somebody asked us, what is the worst fast food? And we are switching gears quickly here. What is the worst fast food places that locals actually love? And we have different answers. Yeah, and mine's pretty obvious. I think I've made it very clear throughout the years. My disdain for in and out Burger. It's disgusting. It's super gross. I do not like it. You've actually been sick from... Uh... Yes, I've tried it twice. I got very so ill So there's somebody time. in the chat offering private photos. Oh, how exciting. Yeah, girls XYZ. That's oh, pretty sweet. Wonderful. I think we've reached big time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that... I mean, it wasn't even a thought for me. As soon as that question came up, that was my answer because I truly hate in and out Mine's different, and I, I'm not a huge In-N-Out fan, but it's fine. It's I, gross. you know, it, it it is what it is. I get it once when I'm usually in California. Sometimes, um, you then- actually made you sick once. I won't get into that story, but you did not feel well at all. I was very ill. Um, mine is Whataburger, and there's nothing wrong with Whataburger, but people talk about it like it's good food. Well, the spicy ketchup is. The spicy ketchup. You have to drown everything with spicy ketchup to make it edible. <laughs> it's also expensive. It is For expensive. fast food. For fast food. Um, I know that Texans, like you're insulting. It's like kicking their puppy when you say this. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's just not good. The chicken tenders are edible off the menu. That's about it. But otherwise, no, it's not good. In and out. 
the fries ruin that place completely. Oh, they're, they're horrible. They're absolutely horrible. So are their burgers and everything um, else. Sp- since we're ranting, I think it's probably time for you to jump right in to get off my lawn because it's kind of a <laughs> get off my lawn Florida man segment all in one that's yes. truly amazing. Yes. Okay. So uh, this is a combo one because I I can't. I heard this story yesterday and I just don't even know what to say because this person, this, this woman needs to get off my lawn because she's ridiculous. So a Florida woman sues Kraft for $5 million saying Velveeta shells and cheese takes longer to prepare than packaging claims. Yeah, that's right. She's literally suing them because she says it takes longer than the three and a half minutes that it says to do. So I'm going to briefly read some of this. I'm going to give you kind of like a Cliff's Nose version, but on November 18th, Florida resident Amanda Ramirez sued the Kraft Heinz company for at least $5 million over what she claims to be deceptive and fraudulent packaging. She said that to provide consumers with a product that is actually ready in three and a half minutes, the product would need to be cooked in the microwave for less than three and a half minutes so that all the preparation steps could be completed in the three and a half minute time frame. This is how the, the lawsuit read. The suit lists the mac and cheese's five instructions that appear on the product packaging from removing the lid, adding the water, microwaving it, and then stirring in a powdered cheese sauce into the resulting cooked pasta takes longer than three and a half minutes. So she's claiming this is fraud and she's suing them for $5 million. That is absurd. On so many levels, this is so ridiculous. The best part of this whole thing is, yes, that whole thing is ridiculous, but also this lawyer that's representing her has done this like 4,000 times. 400 times. Literally, yeah. the actual number is 400 also, times. Also, like most Florida man segments, this person's not from Florida, but moved to Florida. Can you Midwesterners that are crazy just stay out? This is ridiculous. This is so ridiculous. It's just awful on every level. And it's a, it is the perfect get off my lawn. Yeah. Um, should we jump back into some THP or questions? Yeah, we have so many of them. Let's do it. Okay. Next THP or question, wedge names, are they outdated? So what they mean by that is pitching wedge, sand wedge, lob wedge. Do they need to just go away and we just either go by degrees or come up with a different name, pitching wedge being a 10 iron? I'm a big fan of 10 irons, by the way. I had a set that had a Honma set that had a 10 iron in it. Um, To me, yes, they're right, except one problem. Mm -hmm. Is there one thing we've learned about golfers over the years? They don't do change well. They do not do change. So it's not often you actually, other than sets that you see something advertised as a sand wedge or a lob wedge, you choose, you know, your lofts based on the design. And if the design has something a little different, I'm not a big choose by loft. I'm a big choose by, you know, gap distance, but um, they probably should change. We probably should have a 10 iron instead of a pitching wedge, but it's not going to because golfers would lose their mind over this. Well, and then you'd have to have every single company do it at the same time. Otherwise, you'd have some companies that change and some that don't. And then it's the whole confusion like with shafts, where some stiff shafts are not the same as other stiff shafts. Agreed. I think that that would be just complete chaos. Absolutely agree. Uh, Next question is going back to the granddaddy a little bit, but it really goes for any of our experiences. Somebody has tips and tricks for attendees and followers. So for uh, using the granddaddy as an example, since it's next week and that's what somebody asked about, I'll give you the, the, some tips that I think are often misstated. The first is you always hear act as if in this case, don't act as if, cause it's, there's nothing to act as if like you're most likely never going to go to Callaway headquarters again. Obviously it's possible, but you can get in twice. It's happened before. 
but it's not probable. You're not going to be able to play the hideaway a bunch of times. Be amazed. It's okay. Thank people. Be nice. The only rule is what's the rule? Don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick. There's always one. Yeah. Don't be that one. If if you're at a THP event, you're at that first dinner and you're looking around the room and you don't see a weirdo, it means you're the weirdo. It's It's very simple. Okay, I'm not sure that I would have used those words, but okay. Well, it's true, though. We always have one, and that's cool. You know, there's no quiz to get online. We're going to get a, somebody who's a little different. I, weirdo doesn't mean bad. just means different. Sure. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so if you're an attendee, embrace it all. Enjoy it. Know that it's unlike anything you're ever going to be able to do. And that goes for every one of our, our experiences. Austin Tudor just wrote, I'll be the weirdo. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, AT is not a weirdo. Um, and he's been a great addition to this and to Callaway in general. He's a THP event legend going back, but uh, he, he's a good person and he'll make sure that everybody stays in line and has a good time. Now for the followers, it's a little different. What would you say the number one thing to do is? Uh, well, first, I want to add that the biggest thing is to just have fun. If you are playing the worst golf of your life, who cares? Pay attention to your surroundings, realize where you are, and just have fun. Just enjoy the fact that you get to be there, and the rest doesn't really matter. Um, real quick, I wanted to go back to something I read in the comments where someone said most people from Florida aren't from Florida. And the actual number, because I just read this today, 36% of people who live in Florida are actually born in Florida. So they really aren't from Florida. Anyhow, I just wanted to add that um, as far as people watching and following along. The biggest thing is to just engage, ask questions, engage. You might get like seven, 10, 12 pages behind. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, start in where you were. You can always go back and read later. Um, but it and then like, don't get frustrated, too. Like if you ask a question, and it doesn't get answered. It will get answered. They're just sometimes super delayed. Um, but just have fun. Enjoy it. And then think about, hey, maybe that could be me next year. And I'm going to add something to that. Sure. So for the participants, along with being amazed and taking it all in, realize one thing. There isn't a person following along that wouldn't trade places with you. If they're taking the time to follow your trip, not make sure you go back when you have some downtime, whether it's in the hotel at the end of a day or whatever, and make sure that they are noticed. Does that make sense? Yes. If they have a question, make sure you can get that question answered. And it, you you want to make sure. It's the same thing I said to this granddaddy team. You know, we had the Goat Cup earlier with Austin and Jason. Jump in there. You know, you're going to another Cowboy event. Jump in there and let these guys know. This team, you know, was a little busy. But make them know that they're appreciated so they reciprocate. It's not every day you're going to follow somebody's golf journey online. It sounds horrible. Like when you think about it right. and then when you actually follow one, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll find myself being at the course with this team, reading the thread instead of looking around because it's just a cool thing to follow. So if you're an attendee and you're lucky enough to be there, remember there's people following along and make sure that you get a chance when you get a chance, whether it's the bus ride or you have 15 minutes down in your hotel to go back through a few pages and just see what people are asking. They may have a question or they may have a suggestion that could help you on the trip. Yeah. Oh, and I'll add this. If you are a person watching and you have a question for a specific person, tag them because then they can go back later and see that they've been tagged to specifically answer a question. Good call. Thanks. Um, next questions for both of us. Yes. Who does the driving in our house and why? 
<laughs> I'm already pre-annoyed I, at this one. I, I do the driving, but I always tell her she can drive. No, uh-uh. Let, let me get this. Let, let's just get this straight right now. Okay. Here it only go. took like two times. I'm driving. I have a flawless driving record. Wait, and... uh, you've been pulled over many. You just cried no, to get out of no, it. No, I've been pulled over twice. And cried to get out of it both times. Not intentionally. I cried. It was natural. Yeah. It was truly yeah. natural. Uh-huh. First of all, the first time I got pulled over, my mom was with me, and she laughed hysterically while the cop God was knows interrogating why you were me. Over then. No, I ran a red light. She told me to go. I followed her directions. She said, "Go, it's okay." I get pulled over. She's hysterical. I mean, she is laughing so hard in the car, and the cop is like, "Is everything okay?" And I'm crying. I mean, I am literally like bawling because I'm only 15, so I don't think I'm ever going to get my driver's license. So now the cop is laughing, my mother is laughing, and I'm crying. It was a horrible, traumatizing experience. Anyway, um. The couple times that I have driven, he's backseat driver, and then tells I'm in me the what front a, seat. You can't be yeah, a backseat driver. Tells me what a terrible seat. driver I am, even though I'm doing everything that fine. So I just don't drive so much so that whenever I've gotten a new car, he drives it home because I don't even want to deal with being the person to drive and then have him say something. So I just choose to not drive with him in the car. The people out there know the truth. Yeah, they. I'm sure they do. <sighs> I don't know how to follow that up. Yeah. Um, we got another question that's pretty interesting. It was the easiest first time event planning. And I didn't really know because most of the experiences we've done over the years, nothing's been easy about planning them. But I wanted to go back to companies like, you know, working with them to put it together. It's probably this. It's probably uh, one of the Callaway events. It was here's a, but most of the companies, like when we pitch them an idea, they're they're in. They they wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Okay. So I kind of read this backwards or differently, I guess, um, because I was seeing it more of a, like what was the easiest for us to plan? Not maybe blue. it was. So I would say um, with True Blue, because that was the first time that we had had like everything like all on property. So I would say lodging was kind of a pain. But yeah, like, lodging. That's why I discounted that one yeah, because lodging, lodging, you had to go to a different location. Yeah, but I, we didn't know that at the time. So actual planning, we didn't realize that. So like as far as planning the food and stuff, it was all one person that I worked with. So that made it really easy. So I, for me, I would still say that that was the easiest one. But I do agree that the lodging has always been screwed up there. Um, When it came to the easiest to plan now, obviously the Dormy Network has helped us with that. <laughs> and I'm going to go on a rant here, but uh, the reason being is if you dream it, they'll do it is kind of the way it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we can come up with anything and yeah, it can be done. But literally 10 minutes before we went on the air, we got an email from Dormy Network saying their rates are going up and not just a little bit. No, like they're going lot. up a lot and I'm pretty pissed about it. And, you know, it was they're going up enough to where I got an email or a text message from another member saying can you believe this shit stuff sorry um it's a lot so we're we're sticking with it but it's not something we anticipated no i'm not happy um thp or question what's the best way to cook a turkey you know smoked fried or yeah i saw this question and then regular spatchcocked but to me it really depends on how you're cooking it so for instance if i'm doing a smoked turkey i want the whole turkey if i'm or frying it. But if we're cooking a regular turkey, spatchcocked is the way to go. Um, I would think smoked, you could still do spatchcocked. But I you would can. say, yeah, I would say anything except frying. I think that spatchcock is going to be the easiest way to do it. 
Otherwise, uh, yeah, you would do the whole turkey for frying, but I'm never going to fry a turkey because I will definitely be the person who blows it up somehow. I love all the memes that have come out of for Thanksgiving, like ready to cook and they have the fryer in the middle of their kitchen with the propane tank. That's always that's always so great. Um, somebody asked uh, about Dormy out of the blue. Yes, we didn't have any idea. I assume everything in golf is getting more expensive. So you kind of brace for it a little bit. But yeah, we had no idea. It just came as an email. And it is what it is. Well, part of the problem is that they had already raised the prices halfway through the year. Uh, so this, not all properties, but yes. Yes. So then to see an additional increase was kind of, uh, what's the kind word for this? Disheartening? Yeah, it was a little disheartening. Okay, we'll go disheartening. Um, Dex Jeter in the uh, comments said L Dex is the worst passenger of all I time. I believe that. I totally I believe totally that. I totally believe that. <laughs> um, we're going to jump into your recipe of the week. Oh, okay. So switch to you. As I get up for a second. Okay. Um, this is a kind of unique one. I hope that you guys like this one. I think it's really good. Josh actually loves this one. And I was shocked because this was one of those things that like I totally just threw. Like, I, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it a try and see what happens. So it's a Philly cheesesteak sloppy joe. It sounds kind of weird, but I don't know. I think it's really good. Um, oh, okay. So it calls for ground beef. And I know usually I tell you guys like, oh, you could switch it for ground turkey or whatever. Mm-mm. I've tried it with ground turkey. It does not taste as good. You have to use ground beef. Probably could use ground bison, but I don't recommend doing it with turkey. But um, and then you can add whatever you want. Like, so if you want to do it like a traditional sloppy joe, you can do the peppers or like a Philly cheesesteak. You can do peppers. By the way, for everybody listening, this one's really good. Yeah. He hates peppers, so I have to leave them out. But instead, I'll use mushrooms in there and then some onion. And then it's literally just steak sauce, beef broth, and that's it. And then you just cover it with some provolone cheese at the end. Um, it takes no time to make. It's super easy. It's really delicious. Um, you can kind of use whatever kind of vegetables you like in there too. I do think you could probably add marinara to it also if you like doing the cheesesteak with the marinara. Um, but I think it's good just as is. But again, don't use turkey. I mean, you can, but I don't recommend it. Um, shout out to Walker at Mizuno. He literally emailed me while we're on here to say that our caddies are uh, outdated. And he's, those, were those not the new ones? No, these aren't the new ones. He's sending a couple others. So be on the lookout. We're going to give away a couple of the new ones um, to THPers on one of these episodes. So shout out to Walker. Um, we got a question that kind of relates to recipes. Okay. So I wanted to jump to that. Yeah, I can always talk about food. How many days later are leftovers acceptable, which is perfect for, <coughs> excuse me, um this conversation fresh off thanksgiving the answer is four that's not a question. see i said three no the answer is four it's an actual like usda oh, whatever no, nobody four. listens to them okay well the answer is four you're listening to big condiments and stuff <laughs> big condiments so yeah, wait does it's that, all marketing so not honey mustard then <laughs> well that's addressing right yeah um but no i'm a i'm a three-day person she's apparently four days uh it also depends on the food you know, sure. like you can get away with some things, but it's, not everything. It's still four. It's three. Um, somebody asked this question that is super interesting. What outside of balls and clubs will make waves next year mm-hmm. in, the, in the golf industry? And I put way too much thought into this because that's right. Here we go. It is catsup. Stop listening to big condiment <laughs> and Heinz changing the name to ketchup. Okay. Let's get to that right now. Um, but I, it's hard to answer without giving away things. So I'm just going to say two things that I think you guys should be paying attention to. Um, 
if Austin's still listening, I hope he covers his ears for this one. There's uh, Bag Boy has a new bag coming out that's pretty awesome. Um, it's worth paying attention to when that launches. The second one, Austin, you can uncover your ears because it's Callaway gloves. They are fantastic. Uh, the new glove coming is something you should definitely be paying attention to. Um, ball Eliminating balls and clubs makes it harder, don't you think? Yeah, a little bit. Because there's a couple of golf balls that I think people should definitely be paying attention to. and uh, But I, I'm going to eliminate those. So those two things, definitely pay attention to. Um, and I have a couple things coming out in January, not me personally, that I'm going to highlight on on travel covers and things like that that are must pay attention to. I'm just going to respond. A couple of people said that some food tastes better the next day. That is very true. Things like chili and stew taste much better the second day. And according to Michael Irvin... Oh, cold spaghetti. spaghetti. For, cold spaghetti. Yeah, for he loves his cold spaghetti for breakfast. Um, another question. Three adjectives to describe the granddaddy. Well, shit. Um, this was really hard to do. And some of mine aren't really adjectives. No, I don't even know what this first one is that you put in the notes. If you know, you know. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Oh. How old are you? Get with the times, I'm, man. I'm old. Um, the first one is if you know, you know. Because not everybody in the world knows what the granddaddy is. <laughs> no. What's going on? Somebody asked if the Callaway gloves are going to have your palm thing. No, but Austin, if you're still here, make it happen. <laughs> I-, I want the rain glove like this with the make with the goat logo. How cool would that be with a goat on the front? Oh, that would be adorable. Yes. Nate, I need that. I need that to happen. Oh, and Austin is still here. I see him in the chat. I don't know if he's actually listening. It could be on mute. <laughs> he just likes looking at the quarter zip or something. Present. Um, but uh, if you know, you know. So there's a million people out there who have no idea what this is and probably a million that know what it is. Um, if you know, you know. That's the perfect you know, adjective. The next is unimaginable. Everything you think it's going to be, it's better. Everything. And this goes for somebody if uh, I'll use Tevener as an example, because he's in the group chat. He went last year. Mm-hmm. He's going this year as the ASCAP, which is a great name that the THPers came up with instead of assistant captain. Um, it's going to be different this year. And guess what? It's going to be better. Yeah. It's always better. Yeah. It, it, I don't know how they do it. It's secret sauce, I guess. I, I don't know. Ooh, um, and the last one is impossible. And I kind of touched on that before. It's not possible to do this. And the fact that it happens is simply unimaginable. See how uh, I tie those together? I like You it. like that? Yeah. Um, you already touched on your Florida man thing, but I wanted to say, I, I mentioned earlier, we got a gift from a THP -er. I actually got another gift from a THP -er. Okay. And this one arrived uh, a week and a half ago. Oh, and so delicious. We didn't get a chance because we didn't do a show last week during the holidays, but I want to shout out to them too. It was the... Kalachis. Yeah, they were the kalachis, but was it walnut? Walnut, walnut kalachis? Yes. So for us people that are members of the tribe, us <laughs> Jews, it's a... It was like rugala. It's like rugala. It's a dessert that we've had forever, and kalachis a lot like that when it's the sweet, like the, the walnut, hazelnut. Walnut. walnut. Um, we polished those off in a couple of days. So Yeah, we destroyed them. They were delicious. I've seen that that THP is in the chat, and I just want to say thank you. Um we there's, were talking what's that I was like, there's a lot of silence you oh no I, we were, <laughs> so going way back 
to after we did the goat, yeah. which was an event we did uh, with Callaway at Ballyhack because they have goats there. Um, we had a conversation that night about what would it cost, and we later brought that to the show. What would it cost to be a vegetarian? You know, can I just say something really quick? Go for it. Okay, so I actually have a Ballyhack shirt, and I love it. And it's pink and it's black, and I almost wore it today, but then we got that email, and I was pissed, so I refused to wear it. I just wanted to share that. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, we were having a conversation of like, what would it cost to give up meat? Mm-hmm. Or if you were a vegetarian, what would it cost to give up vegetables? Well, somebody asked us on the forum for this show. Jeff Spicoli, I believe. Jeff Spicoli? I think so. Um, asked, would you give one, like if you had to choose which one to give up, what would you do? Obviously for me, I would give up vegetables because there's only about five of my, actually, it's not true. I eat a lot of vegetables. I just don't eat the shitty ones. Yo, okay. Um, but what would you do? Because yours is a little different. You know, I thought about this and this is a really hard one for me. I think I would have to give up meat over vegetables just because. She's lying. No, I because I can find protein in vegetables and I need freshness every now and then. And meat can be really heavy. So I would have to give up meat if I had to choose, but I don't want to because I'm a meat eater. Um, but yeah, vegetables, you've given up vegetables for 40 years. And like I said, okay, in the, no, and like I said I'm a lot the, older than 40, but I appreciate that. I'm assuming that your parents made you at least try to eat vegetables till about nine. I eat eight. a lot of vegetables. And I just Corn. you a year. Sorry. Yeah. Potatoes. <laughs> Onions, no salad, mashed potato does not count. No, first of all, mashed potatoes are delicious. Or French but, fries still doesn't count. Basically, the only vegetables I don't eat, all of them, are peppers and broccoli. And I'll even eat broccoli. You know that. I love Brussels sprouts. You do eat Brussels you sprouts. Know, I will give I, you that I, one. I love salad and things like that. But so, how many times have I made something, even like a pot pie, which is meant to have? Oh, vegetables. it's got too many veggies. Exactly. He, this is well, exactly. Because, but he if says you did it, it's too vegetable-y. That's what he always said. It's too vegetable-y. Yeah, it is. I don't need a bunch of peas and carrots. Now, I, I eat peas and carrots. Because they're delicious. I, no. And they're good for you. Yes, fish counts as a meat for the person in the chat. And fish is delicious. Ugh, I could give up fish tomorrow. I'm good with that. Um, and Moving on to the THP or questions. They wanted my perspective of the golf industry, hot or cold, in relation to the last couple of years. And I try to study this stuff pretty well. To me, the golf industry will remain hot as it relates to pre-pandemic 2019, 18, things like that, where it was the golf industry was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some issues with a couple of brands. TaylorMade had been way down, things like that. But um, right now, I, I suspect, and I suspect 2023 will continue being better than 2019, but I do not think it will be as strong as 21 or 22. No, but you know, that's kind of with everything. I don't think it can, I don't think it's possible to continue on this upward trajectory. Now, there's some caveats to that. There are brands that have positioned themselves pretty well. Callaway won with Top Golf mm-hmm. and things like that. That they, I don't see a slowdown necessarily, but I do think that there's some retail staleness in certain segments, apparel, bags, things like that. And I want to see the brand who comes out and starts messaging that stuff. You know, I, I, I remember what five shows ago, I did this thing on bags, how it, there was a lot of innovation going on in bags. But when you get to the store, it's just like they're in a line. There's a sea of golf bags and you basically choose based on the pockets you like in the color. And I hate that because I think there is a difference between from bag to bag. 
Yeah, there's just no way to get the message yeah, out. Yeah, so I want to see messaging, and maybe that's something we need to do better, a better job at is talk about the messaging because golf bags are not all the same. No. Like, they're just not. And I see these brands that are direct-to-consumer brands out there just throwing out bags that they look cool, but they're shit. Sorry. They're, they're, not, a, they're not as well-made. Let's put it that way. Crap. You can use the word crap. Crap. Okay, crap. Um, so to answer the question in the long-winded way, which I have a tendency to do, will it be as hot? Maybe not. It's not going to go cold, though. Not in my, in my, I don't know, expertise, guess, education. I, I don't know. Um, so I, I don't think we're having the same slowdowns in a lot of sections as we are with stuff getting over here, but there are some. I, I think I don't think it's incredibly secretive that a lot of tech stuff comes out of ukraine yeah um and and that can still be a have a delay involved um and there's some other stuff that's out there too like you know different brands have changed hands sun mountain is now owned by a private equity firm you know they built some really quality stuff for a long time will that continue to be quality you know those are the questions you need to ask yourself um but i i hope that the industry stays strong there's a lot of really good people working in it and I think that we have some really, really good products coming. And I, we've, t- we've talked about this, and it's really hard to talk about. And you were with me during the presentations and stay excited about all these products when we can't talk about them yet. Yeah, that's true. Um, but there, this is, from what I've seen, which I would say is most of the stuff coming in 2023, this is the most complete year for golf equipment I've seen with some really, really good stuff. And I, I, I hope people get a chance to try it. I'm not telling everybody to run out and buy a new clubs. I, I understand that the cost of clubs is expensive, but um, it's definitely worth trying. There's some stuff out there that is just incredible with really with true tech innovation, not just yes. Like we're not just rehashing the same thing, like actual real tech innovation. I saw somebody mention on here that they bought a bag and you know, they, they keep their bag for 10 years or whatever. And I'm like such the exact opposite. I try. I like new bags all the time. You beat the crap out of your bags. I do because of the travel. Yeah. So I had a conversation with Austin about a new bag, and uh, I I saw a preview of what the granddaddy guys are going to get for a golf bag. Mm -hmm. Morgan, it's pretty awesome. I saw it. It, Oh yeah, you did see it. Yeah. Um, they're they're pretty awesome. Um, so jumping to another THP or question, this one you could probably jump in on this too because you've you've done this in the past. Okay. When your putter, and we're totally changing gears. <laughs> um, all over the place. Somebody said they love their vessel bag. I'm glad you've had luck with it because I've gone through three of them and none of them have been worth a damn. They, the piping gets all torn up and everything. Uh, no, don't even get me started. Um, when your putter goes hot and cold, mm-hmm. what do you do? You get a new putter. Is that your thing? Yeah. So It's always the equipment's fault. I, I, I tend to agree with you. And we have a few putters here, so I'll usually swap it out for something else. And I tend to go back to the same style because long before THP, I was playing a number seven style. When things go bad, I go back to a number seven style. But it's interesting. I'll let you jump to yourself because you're going to say something. So I'll go a step further. You don't just change your putter. You drastically change your putter. (laughs) So like I remember I was playing the 8802 because I freaking loved that thing because it was so small and just double sided. Like it was just so cool. I love that thing. I couldn't puff a crap with it though. So I went the complete opposite and went to a spider. Do you remember that? Was that a spider? Oh, it was a spider. And it was like 
this oh. big. The thing was as big as my head. It was oh, massive. It was like the original spider. It was the original it was, one. It was like it was, a metal detector. Yes, it was freaking huge. So that's what I'm saying is like, you just don't make a small change. You make a big change. I have these weird moments where even if I'm putting well, I'll be thinking about putting, which is super weird to begin with, obviously. And I'll see in my head, I felt like I was doing that thing for the guy from Psych, you know, he's... Oh, like faking his yeah, little... Um, where I see a style and it'll make me switch to that style. Is that weird? No, I don't think so. You had a premonition. Yeah, so I'll make a switch and then always end up with my beat to heck number seven that um, Sean Toulon did green for me. I always end up back with that putter. I don't know what it is. Is that the same putter that you've had since we've met? No, I had a different number. It was a number seven white hot that I used way back when. And when Odyssey released O-Works, which was a different face, yeah. I really liked the sound of that one, so I switched to it. That's right. That's What's right. funny I is I actually like the current white hot sound better. I just haven't found the right one, and it's not green, so I've kind of kept rolling this one. A um, couple more things I wanted to get to. We mentioned on the last show we have a new sponsor. Yes. Um, we're, we can't give that up yet. We're waiting on a URL, but it's it's a good one, and we expect THPers will like it, and if they don't, they should like it. Um, we mentioned the granddaddy is next week. Obviously, we've mentioned it a few times. When this show ends, after you like the video, make sure you go and enter the contest when it comes up. We want you guys to win a driver if you're not in it, and the Rogue ST driver is fantastic. So we want you guys to win it. You look like you're about to add something. No, uh-uh. I was yawning. Sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Off Course is coming tomorrow, and it's got Dean on there. It's a really good show. You're going to want to listen to that one as well. And finally, if you have a dog like this one right here, uh, he hasn't gotten up this entire show. No, he's kind of sleepy today. Um, Make sure you jump onto BarkBox. If you go to www.barkbox.com uh, slash thpgolf, you get a free month. So make sure you jump into that. And for myself and Morgan, that's it this week. And we're not going to be here next week. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for when our next show is going to drop. Bye, everybody. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.